Roll sound. Mark. Okay, whenever you're ready. Action. It's like she can't stand the fact that I have a single thought about this world. No, it's that I can't stand the thoughts about the world that you have. This has been so fun. Welcome to The Night Before, a movie podcast where my husband and I discuss the movie we watched the night before. It's actually almost the night after. At this point, we go to a local brewery or coffee shop or tea shop, someplace local, and discuss um, our views and um, our opinions. Sometimes we get in little arguments, sometimes not our agreements about the movie we watched, so. All right, so here we are. We watched the movie are. last night. We did. We watched the yeah, movie last night. Basically, the idea is watch a movie, the next day we go somewhere. Exactly. But it's not even day now. It's nighttime. Because we're in a, that's the thing I was wanting to start with. We're in a unique situation. We are. It is a weeknight. It is. We watched a movie Monday night. This is, the, this is a Tuesday night. But we watched a movie Monday night. The movie's Black Bear. Starring Aubrey Plaza. We actually didn't plan it. It was kind of spontaneous. We decided Well, to watch it was it. the moment. Like, for those diehard Night Before podcast listeners, we last episode we talked about Stowaway, our weekend watch. Right. But we said we debated on watching Stowaway or Black Bear. And we went back and forth hard about it. So we watched Stowaway. We talked all that's on the, po- the previous podcast. Mm-hmm. But then come, and then we recorded that on a Sunday. The stowaway episode. And then Monday night, we get home from work. We're kind of just finishing up all the things we got to do that, that people do at the end of a work day and dinners and whatnot. And instead of flipping through the TV, we just decided to watch a movie. Let's just watch Black Bear. Actually, we had another movie in, as a contender, too. <laughs> but we're like, let's just do Black Bear. Because you had made the comment in the previous podcast. We've been wanting to make. We've been wanting to watch it for a no, while. No, but the comment you made was, um, when I finished watching Stowaway, I thought. That's true. We should. Oh, uh, we should have picked Black Bear. I did. I did. Say As that. not a slight to Stowaway. No, 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 no. Stowaway is a totally different movie, a space movie. I was just in a different. I think I was thinking Black Bear would have fit the mood better. I don't know if I was right or wrong. I think you were wrong, but we'll I think talk I was about right, but <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I think either movie worked. We might <clears throat> we me. might agree with this though. Black Bear fit the mood for a Monday night movie. I don't one hundred percent agree with that comment, but it worked. Okay. It so we'll worked. talk about Black Bear in a minute. I, th- I feel like saying for a Monday night movie, you're sliding it a little bit. No, no, no. I'm not saying no. I'm not like saying for a Monday night. I'm not movie. saying it's a mo- Monday night movie. I'm saying if you're going to watch a movie on a Monday night, it needs to be something like Black Bear. Okay. That's our teaser. But before we do that, we are at we are at the Independent, Independent Bar and Cafe in Seminole Heights cuz there's Okay, in Seminole a Heights, Florida, neighborhood within Tampa, Florida. Mhm. And we thought we're sitting outside amongst 
Their favorite kind of music is playing. Uh, we won't talk about the reggae <laughs> in the background. <laughs> they usually have pretty good music here, but. But no, what I was saying is we're sitting outside. They have like an outside patio. We thought we were being kind of slick, kind of like, oh. Because it's late for the us. The independent, it's a work night. On a work no, night. It's a week night for no question. Um, but we had some things to do this evening, and we we're actually having to grab a late dinner. So we grabbed a late dinner. We realized that the independent is open till midnight. And we were like, you know what? Just because we watch a movie doesn't mean we have to record a night before. But if we do watch but a we movie. But we want to stick to the mission. But if we, yeah, well, if we do record plan, an episode, idea. it has to be from the movie the night before. Yes, absolutely. So that we but do It doesn't mean we don't watch other movies. But if we don't record it the next day, it's not a night before movie. It's not, it's not a podcast. So anyway, we thought we were being slick. Because like, you know what? It's a Tuesday night. It's getting late. Independence only open for a few more hours. No one's going to be around. Nobody's going to be there. We'll just slip on in, get a quick bite to eat, talk about Black Bear, go home. Slip out. Like, it's like we're never here. Because I'm sure Independent could use a couple patrons on a Tuesday night. It's a slow service industry night. Like after 10 p.m. We couldn't find a seat anywhere outside. No, it was packed when we Patio's got here. Patio's packed. We found we found a spot inside, but well, then we're like, you know what? It's one of their busier nights. <laughs> I mean, really it's always busy. busy here. It, it really is. They, so they they bring in a good crowd, pretty much. It's just a, a local, like an established local place. Yeah. So we grabbed a drink by um, a company, a brewery called Beat Culture. Little, it's little really double good. IPA. Mm -hmm. Vamoose, Vamoose is the name of it. And uh, I grabbed a pretzel because they're known for their pretzels here. And you got a uh, Beyond, Beyond Burger. Burger. So it, was, it was great. A great way to really end the good. Tuesday evening before we jump into a little discussion about Black Bear. Yes. Good. So rolling back to the question everybody's asking. So you said if, if Stowaway was the better choice. No. Black Bear is the better choice on a Saturday night movie. Just want to enjoy, pop some popcorn, watch a, a little movie about space. Instead, you would like to get into the mind warp, I bending narrative that is Black Bear. I liked both of the movies. Liked. Notice I didn't say I loved. Like, I... But... I liked Black Bear a little bit more. I'll be honest with you. I did. Let's back up. So Black Bear's a smaller movie. It's an independent film. It's if it's like a little psychologically dark, yes, no, it's, it's a Saturday it's night. It's very dark. Saturday night movie is definitely the psychologically dark movie night rather than a Monday night. Monday night is your typical space movie. No way. Yes, but anyway. Definitely. <laughs> but anyway. You're wrong. <laughs> Black Bear. It stars everyone's character from Parks and Recreation, Aubrey Plaza, yes. who's known for her sort of sarcasm, her, her eye rolls, her the sort of apathetic type, young millennial type character, mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say, but has, has really broken out in the indie movie scene and done a lot of great stuff. 
Yes. I, I, I don't mean to put her down anyway. I really like Aubrey Plaza, but she does sort of fit a certain role. She could easily be typecast, for sure. Yeah. She has this kind of image about her, which she jokes about, this thing about her. But so it's a smaller film. Mm-hmm. It is currently, it's not on any streaming services. You have to rent it. It was like a $3, $4 rental. We paid for it. That we, we, we did. Excellent. But we've been really wanting to see it. But just so folks know, we're not going to, we don't spoil everything. I think anything on our podcast, you can listen without having seen the film. Right. Having seen the film help. But we will will have to talk about little things. Like I said, we didn't spoil Stowaway. It's Um, not going to ruin seeing it, is what you're saying. But what this film is about is on its surface level, there's a couple played by Christopher Abbott and Sarah Gadon Mm -hmm. that have this sort of upstate New York, I believe, cabin on a lake. Yes. Little like Airbnb style. But it's bed and breakfast type deal. Big and beautiful. It's big and beautiful. Mm-hmm. They live there. Because they're sort of the artist type from Brooklyn right. getting away from the city. He's a musician. She's mm-hmm. she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have a job. No, that's she's not pregnant. Her, that's, that's her, not her job. definition. <laughs> but I'm we're what are the things they right. present to I, us? Yeah, they don't present her as being having a profession. That's kind of part of the movie. Right. Part of it the is, point. Yes. But they explain that they've reached out to their friends saying, if you know any kind of creative types who need a place to kind of hang out and stay, we'll give them a good deal. They can kind of come Airbnb it. be cool to hang out with some. And maybe they'll get inspired. Other creative types. So thus, Aubrey Plaza enters. She is an actress, independent film actress. Slash director. Slash recently turned movie director. Right. And she's looking for the inspiration to write her next movie. So she likes the setting of the place, of yeah. the cabin in the woods, and feels um, inclined to be there and get inspired and kind of write maybe her next movie. Little does she know. She encounters a couple that's on the verge of falling apart. Right? That's what you see on the surface. Yes. Yeah, that's what we say. And so she's in this this couple that is just, they belittle everybody. Just They're just each at each other, other th- at each other's neck, as they're, you might say. Yeah, they're contradictory. Anything one says, the other contradicts. You know, you've kind of seen couples like that. But, it, it but is this is to an extreme. This is to an extreme. This is an exaggerated, almost an exaggerated it version is, it of it. It feels exaggerated. And that's my For first sure. point. You're watching the first 15, 20 minutes. And, and you're, you're slightly like, annoyed by how terrible uh, they are to each other. Because of that, you're like, I don't think this is so good. You don't think this movie is a great movie. But no. The, it, but it is purposeful. You, I think, you, I think upon you reflection. you don't realize that at you, first. Yeah. Because it almost feels over the top. Yeah, it's over the top on purpose. Like, initially you're watching it like, I get it. This is bad writing because you don't need to beat us over the head that this couple is struggling. Right. Because obviously, what do you got here? You got attractive young couple that's fighting and the wife is pregnant, so she is no longer in theory sexually available to her husband. She's no longer sexually available. She's off, you know, I'm quoting. Mm -hmm. She's off emotionally. 
mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. that's kind of Oh, the, she is presented as kind of like an emotional basket case. Emotional basket case, um, kind of uppity a little bit, mm-hmm. like just kind of real. That's played by Sarah Gadon. And then the husband, Christopher Abbott, is like the to Aubrey Plaza. He appears as kind of like the quiet, mysterious, sensitive artist type. The wife, on the other hand, is like, this guy's a chauvinist pig. Right. I hate living with him. The things he says to me in private. She's trying to point out to Aubrey Plaza how, how, He's not, not really how terrible her husband is, but what he he's not what he's presenting himself yeah. as. Like he's not this like liberal minded um, musician type who's open to all things. She's saying, no, he's actually like against feminism. Mm-hmm. He thinks women should stay home and work. I mean. Stay home this and is all have the story that the wife work. is presenting about him, and she gets real like uppity and uptight and angry about it so during all their interactions. And Aubrey Plaza's character is just sort of stuck in the middle of it, and she plays this like aloof role in. She kind of jokes and makes fun of any sort of awkward situation she's in. Right. Because I think we've all been in situations where you're around a couple that's fighting. And you kind of feel in that awkward place. Or you're the couple that's fighting, and you know you're making it awkward for the other people. So that's kind of the first act of this movie. Right. And you're watching it, and you're like, this is interesting, but I don't know if it's, if it's, it's it almost seems bad well, in like me, the way I it's w- being presented. Like, right. And it's, I it's felt so heavy handed and so amateurish. For, for, what was her name? Gadon? Yes, Sarah, the wife. The I felt wife. I was like cringing for her. I'm like, why are they making? I'm like, okay, we get it. She's the pretty blonde pregnant wife that is like, uptight. And kind of getting racked, but she's also getting racked with jealousy over this young, she's getting racked with jealousy because she's pregnant and she's not as aloof or mysterious or fun because they're drinking wine and they're smoking pot. And, and she sees and her she husband can't. sort of cutting eyes. Cutting eyes with her, with Aubrey. Aubrey, the guest, constantly. So, but it's a little cringe-worthy at first because you're feeling like, okay, enough. Thanks for portraying her that way. Well, it's like, we get (laughs) it. Okay, that's good. But, like, where's this going? Because then at one moment, the wife is angry and hysterical, and then the next, she's like... I'm sorry, and the husband's like, I love you. I only care about you. And she's like, okay, okay, do you really love me? Okay. And then they kind of hug and make up. And then he's like off back pursuing Aubrey Plaza again. Right. And you're like, come on. Really? Yeah. But then the movie goes in a different direction. It does. It, and it even shifts then, gears. It's There's the, a transition. It's the pull your recliner up, close the lazy boy leg rest. Start paying attention a little bit more, right? Right. Dial back in. Get your seat out of the recline position. And you spend a little bit of time just making sense of what's going on. Right. But I'm going to say this. Here's the the big statement I have to make about Uh Black Bear. I think it might be one of my favorite movies I've seen in recent memory. What? (laughs) I think it might be. Really? 
because you have not come off that way. No, Even after pro- the movie last night, you're like. I've been really quiet. I've been really quiet about Black Bear. Did you say snooze fest? No, no, I didn't make a joke about no. it being a snooze okay. fest. <laughs> but I. That was think a different movie. Thank you so much. I think I really like it. Yeah. But here's the funny part. I don't know if I really, really like it. It's definitely a movie I need to see again at some point. I thought it was. I thought it was unique. I loved, one of my favorite parts of it was the purposeful, there's so many things I liked about it. Okay, the transition. So we need, so we need to get, yeah, we when need to kind of. up off the dock. Yeah, yeah. well, there's transition. a recurring scene of, it's how the movie opens. Mm-hmm. Even if you see the trailer of Aubrey Plaza in a red bathing suit sitting on a dock. Say one more thing kind about Aubrey thinking. Plaza before we go on about the movie. What? That it's her performance of her lifetime for her? And, and she's got a rocking body. You don't see that in her normally. I wouldn't say rocking body. She's I, really. I think she has a nice figure. I mean, she's. And it's not just because she's thin. I mean, she has a nice figure. There's no gratuitous nudity in this no, movie. No, no, no. There's and no. I don't think you really even see her nude really at all. But she is fairly naked in some of it. So to, to her body part. Which well, was surprising. I'm saying for Aubrey Plaza you just don't, you don't even I mean, for other roles she's played you don't even think about her body. Well, you don't think she's of her that in that way. Character. Yeah. Because she's never really from what I've seen, presented herself in that way. And even in this way, she's not presenting herself in like a sexually provocative way. No, no, way. no, she's not. But I, you, you But she is presenting herself a in a sexually vulnerable way. Uh, definitely. Yeah. But anyway. Because she definitely doesn't play the role, forward. even though she walks around in her like red bathing suit a mm-hmm. little bit. And that's where we're more in the beginning. She doesn't. It's not meant to be like she is the temptress. No. Seductive I just, character. I thought she had a real pretty figure. Oh, yeah. And it's not one what I think of necessarily when I think of Aubrey Plaza. Not that I didn't think she had a nice figure, but... No, since we're on Aubrey Plaza, I'm going to say this. That's what's interesting about this movie. This movie has a shifting narrative, we can say. Yes. So after, it's sort of divided, I guess, into two distinct parts. But I think there's really more kind of like three or four little sub-parts going throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think, just on the overview, there's two big parts in it. The... But I think, I'll say maybe three little, kind of like three acts, but three big distinct styles that the film takes. But Aubrey and Christopher, I mean all the characters, but Aubrey Plaza and Christopher Abbott do it the most. Where they shift, because the shifting narrative and the story changes and and kind of switches gears and upends itself, um, they... Shift how things play out, but also their acting style, the 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 range at which they play. I guess that's what I'm dancing at. Their range is impressive. Aubrey's is very impressive, mm-hmm. in how she's one way for part of the movie, and then she's another way later. A completely different character. And then even at the end, she's different. And so is um, why can't I listen? Her first name, Get On. Good on. But but I think I she think plays two completely different characters. All, all, yeah, well. all three are. And Christopher Abbott, he does a really good job too of being mm-hmm. the kind of sensitive type artist man slash hidden chauvinist in one way. And director. 
but then a different role later, a different style. Did I give too much away? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm just saying everybody, every actor, every, all the three stars are forced to kind of be different people throughout the movie. Halfway throughout the movie, yeah. And it, it, it works really well. Definitely. It's all very I, impressive. I think about it like, do you ever sit back and think about like something in your life? And then you think about, I mean, I have these like, these themes in my, this play out in my head all the time. This is, I, I felt like, this was such a great movie because I have sat and thought about like a situation in my life and how I reacted to that situation. And then I've played out an entirely different way the situation could have played out. Even me being a different person in that situation, just in my head. And I feel like you're really like getting in the head of somebody that is like playing out these situations in two completely different ways in their head. And it's acted out so beautifully. Okay, yes. I think you're right. And that's what brings me to, I think, one of the big points of this movie. Okay. That I like about it. Mm -hmm. This is a movie all about manipulation. Yes. And how people manipulate one another. Mm -hmm. And every, and it, and that's what we say the narrative shifts. And like I said, we're, we're dancing around it a little bit, which I think we probably have to go into a little more detail in a minute. But everyone's manipulating one another at some point in the movie. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? And what's intriguing to me is we get this first story about the troubled couple and the female that comes into the mix, right? And and I and remember there's we talked about we did mention one little thing we were trying to remember last night. The movie starts as like part one, a bear in the road. Right? Because the movie's called Black Bear. And is there a bear in the movie? Yes. Yeah, there it's is. It's not a central theme, unless there's some kind of metaphor with the bear I that think I there's can't. Definitely is there's got to be, and I, I didn't do my research this time. We, we, uh, no research. I, there has to be a metaphor with the bear. There is a bear in the movie, but I can't figure out. The bear pops up throughout, right? Mm -hmm. There's like a wrestling of the bear in the woods at one point. There is literally a bear in the road. Maybe it's what everybody's scared there. of? Or I don't, I don't know. know. There the is. We, we couldn't remember the, yeah, fear, I think, is part of it. We couldn't remember the second title. Part two is called, like, I thought it was, like, a bear by the lake or a bear near the house. <laughs> a bear near the lake? Let's combine those two. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Could be. I mean, you're close. I don't know. Maybe you're right. So the bear is this sort of lurking, either danger, anxiety, fear, that's there, right? Every time the bear appears, it appears when something bad is happening. You're Allison? Yeah. You're Gabe? Allison. Oh, I know. I'm Blair. You're really pretty. You are too. You used to be an actress and now you're a director. Why'd you give it up? 
I didn't. Okay. So this is the first before the night before podcast. We're back. We had to cut. The audio might be slightly different. One, the battery in our portable recharger died. So we said really compelling things about the movie. <laughs> but I think we only lost like two minutes or so. Okay. Of what we're, so we cut it in somewhere. Second, though we record these in public, people rarely ask us what we're doing. Though it's two adults. Speaking on microphones. Right, which we have, if you place. see if on our Instagram, which is at night before podcast mm-hmm. on Instagram. We post a picture of our microphones, and they have these ridiculous colored foam, like the pop filter. Retros. We have multiple colors. We're going to start switching it up after but a while. But it's not your like subtle black microphone cover. It's no. like ridiculous over the top. Why would we be so subtle? So it's obvious what we're doing. And the gentleman sitting next to us this whole time, um, unlike the ladies at Southern Brewing, last time we just got up and left, like, Ten minutes into our conversation, like, we should leave. <laughs> we're leaving. <laughs> they were like, "Tell us about this movie you guys were talking what about." What are y'all doing? <laughs> Tell us about this podcast. We like Aubrey Plaza a lot. I'm like, yeah, who doesn't? I didn't say that. Oh, some people probably don't, but we like. They her. seem to like we her celebrate. as well. And and they did. They celebrated her, her catalog. Yeah, for we, sure. We threw out. Maybe you've heard of Parks and Recreation. They're like, uh, let us throw out an obscure indie film she did. We know our Aubrey Plaza. That was <laughs> oh, good. Great. That was Touché. good. All right. So where we left off is, so now we moved tables. We found a plug. We're plugged got in. Got it. We got We're it. by the road We're now, back. so cars might be swooping by this table. Where did we leave off? We were talking about, this is where it will be annoying for the listener. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit it, hopefully. But we were talking about, oh, I seem to remember we were talking about, how the second half of the film ini- initially takes this sort of comedic tone of behind the scenes mm-hmm. oh, and her filming style. And it's a little still over the top. The 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 um, spilling a coffee, her over the top being extremely drunk, but then also the kind of funny scene of the script supervisor never being able to remember. Uh, Never know what page or line they're on when they're like yeah. line. Well, they're all high. That made me basically just laugh out loud that I that she could never find what lines are. And the director, he keeps just saying like, "Oh my god, oh my god," yeah. and I, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. So that that's worth the price of admission. Yeah, that was good. Um, but she, her, you know, her drunkenness starts to worry me. Actually, I mean, I get some anxiety pretty easily. Um, I become easily anxious during movies. And her drunkenness makes me anxious. Well, the Aubrey Plaza character goes in the second half, goes straight so to... vulnerable. And so... She's distraught. She's distraught. I mean, their roles really switch. About, she's distraught about her husband being either sexually involved or at minimum sexually attractive to another woman. Right. And, uh, her husband and that's a direct kind of like reversal of her role in the first half. What was happening in the first half. So that was really interesting to see that that jump. And it was semi-refreshing to me that we weren't, you know. But, um, We're doing yes, great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but she, 
I mean, do we say why she's so drunk, or do we save that for the movie? No, I mean, but I just said because her husband. No, 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 yeah, but, but there's another layer to that. So, so that was what's in there, and that's why this this movie is really all about manipulation, gaslighting, um, Mm. individuals, and it's told from different perspectives in different ways. But they even come out and and tell you when we cut to the second half they're doing this on purpose to her um her husband and they're manipulating her so that she will show these strong emotions um on the movie when she acts the scene so as an actress that she really feels that way so she's going to show this amidst her drunkenness she's going to give this performance well they don't know she was going to like go to Go to the extremes drinking. that she went to. They just no, thought they didn't, no. she'll just, well, one, they feared, like, she might, because they have to film, like, uh, the confrontation scene, much like similar at the first half of the movie. They have to do a scene where um, she attacks the mistress, right, the temptress, right? Mm-hmm. And they're worried that she's going to be so intense, Aubrey Plaza, The motorcycle gang just went by. Those so, are, those are <laughs> so they're w- worried that she's going to be so upset that she might actually like really hurt the person, Sarah Gadon. Um, but but they do a little scene. They talk about how they're going to manipulate her, and, and, they, and they almost have fun with it, right? It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fun. She's really going to get it. And, and Which really is so terrible. Yeah, and you can look at it a lot of ways. Like I said, I've never been on a movie film set. But I you, mean, you they're def- trying to bring out her emotions. I get that. For her best interest of doing her best on the movie. Or is I get it her that. best interest or the director's best interest to get Who's the best, best movie performance for his film? And that's sort of like I said, I've never been on a movie set, but there's this feeling that is there a commentary on just the way actors, especially female actors, are treated often in, you know, in this sort of ego-centric director who is doing whatever it takes to beat his actress down. Even if it mentally abuses her. Yes. It's mentally abusive. And what the industry does. Emotionally abusive. Could there be a commentary there? I just saw it, yes. But I saw it just generally like how individuals manipulate one another. We saw it in the first half of the movie. We saw it in the second half of the movie. Um, And is this Aubrey Plaza's message of this movie? Just the manipulation in general of actors and actresses. Or, yeah, the the writer-director who did the movie. It, it does seem to be just a movie about not only how people end up manipulate one another within relationships or within work, mm-hmm. um, for sure, mm-hmm. and the and the emotional uh, impact it has on people, mm-hmm. and how it's a truly destructive thing. Yeah. But then I think even broad. So there's these two separate little stories, shif- different narratives about manipulation told from different angles. A similar situation, but told two different ways. And how Giving these people to experience different perspectives. Respond to this yeah. manipulation. And and then also, is it broader? Because there's all those doc scenes you mentioned with Aubrey Plaza. 
is that a bigger picture in her manipulation of this story she's crafting, because there is that little hint earlier in the film, right, when they're talking in the first half to Aubrey Plaza about what kind of films she makes, and she's very dismissive, like, I don't know, I just make movies, right? And Sarah Gadon, the wife, the pregnant wife, is pushing her and saying, what do you mean you just make movies? That seems like pretty self-centered and like you don't really have a purpose. And she's like, well, no, I do. And there's just a lot of lying, which she admits. She like just tells a lot of stories to get. No, I think the whole movie is, yes, it's about manipulation. But all in all, the whole movie is just what's going on in her mind, her thoughts about Well, I think that's the bigger movie. picture yeah, because it says, and just think about the purpose of the film, she says, no, of course, when she's trying to be, quote, truthful, right? At one point she says, I've lied about everything I've said so far today. Mm-hmm. She goes, I start with a, a broad idea, good versus evil, good, good triumphs over evil, she says, right? And so that was my thing. I was like, okay, this movie is all about just how people manipulate one another or more as like a just broader thesis of just how manipulation destroys people. Works a little bit of all of it, yeah. really. I mean and you could really say, is. is this all in Aubrey's mind? Is this all her story she's drafting? Is this... I yeah. think these are the drafts of her stories. And or like be. you said, I, 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 like, I hadn't thought about that perspective of being the first take her actual movie she's filming and the second take being the behind the scenes of that movie. I haven't really thought of that. I thought of it more as the two versions of the story she's drafting in her mind. And there's even this way of like, because I don't know if you noticed, Sarah Gadon, the pregnant wife in the first half, she wears the outfit. Same dress, yeah. Not even the same. She wears the same white shirt and blue scarf around her, uh, scarf around her neck. That, that Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, Plaza has at the very beginning. Yeah, they switch outfits. They switch outfits. They switch characters, basically. Yeah. I mean, s- semi. Sergadon does. Is her name Sarah? This doesn't sound right. You just made up Sarah. Yeah, I think maybe you just made up Ask Sarah. I know Gadon is. I feel Ask like it was them. Christina or it Christine. Was it was Sarah. Okay, it's Sarah. Sorry. We just checked. You're right. You have a good memory. I don't. Um, I feel like they didn't switch characters. But no, this wasn't like a David Lynch, yeah. Mulholland Drive switch characters because type Aubrey Plaza wasn't, you know, scheming behind Sarah Gadon's back necessarily in the first first section like they were in the second section of the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they definitely switch roles as far as like the jealous. Um, I just paranoid wife. I just thought all the all the interactions were between any three of them at any time. Those three actors at any time was some sort of angle of manipulation of either manipulating or yeah, maybe just manipulating. Trying to get what they want, getting what Personally. they want, or each person, Saragadon, mm-hmm. Abbott, just Aubrey. for Abbott. You know, all trying to get what they want personally, not what's in it for anybody else. And and I think that just the shifting narrative and the different ways showed just the different different impacts it has on individuals. 
And since I think, if anything, we as the viewer, I guess, were meant to sort of tag along more with Aubrey Plaza's character mm-hmm. and identify with her more. She's the, I mean, she's on the poster. She's in the doc. Right. She begins and ends the movie on the doc. Um, yeah. And I yeah, just thought, like, the damage things does to people to get what you want, whether it's a family, a baby, a marriage, um, a movie. Mm-hmm. An actress's well-being. A script, or what one's well-being. Her that mental health. We do these things to people, and they destroy people. Mm-hmm. And they make people crazy. And and that whole idea of gaslighting is in there, For too. Sure. Which is meant to kind of drive people crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, just, and just the things of how, and how we, and I thought a little, another interesting subtext, we saw it in the first half with Aubrey Plaza being awkward in a, in a fight. But then we also saw it in the general movie crew in the second half where right, everyone's awkwardness just awkwardness amidst their battle. Amongst battle and fighting. Well, and amidst that their you unethical know behavior, with too. Not even unethical, like immoral or just, mm-hmm. just like not decent treating human beings. I mean, they felt like a we- it felt like the crew knew we're being part of this well, that idea of just unethical behavior, but I'm not going to step up and say anything. But we all as humans, we either, right? we either make jokes to dismiss it. Or we quietly or look down. Or we just down, go along with it. Or, yeah, we don't challenge it. And um, and that's a little part of the movie. I don't, I don't, it's not saying it's you have to challenge these things or, or judging these people because they don't challenge or they make jokes on Lockett. But it's just saying, hey, this is a human response. Right. And people. Well, it was. I because mean, then I definitely one, one, once the trauma is out of their sight, they party. They party. Yeah, they do. Out of sight, out of mind, for sure. So I don't know. So because all those reasons, because all those reasons, um, I think Black Bear needs another watch for me at some point hmm. to kind of get my final verdict. You know I'm not a second watch girl. I know, but I think it's like, here's the thing. I There's know two you movies are. we've seen so far this year that I'm like, <laughs> I did not expect this I hate when I say that. to sit with me for a while, right? Uh-huh. Black Bear's one, and then that movie Possessor. I have to say... I agree with you. By Brian Cronenberg. Secondly, I have to say. Both of those. I'm like, I have to watch those again in like six months to see if they're really these like great movies. finished watching Black Bear. Yeah. You were like, huh. Oh, Black Bear. I'll be. be I had no idea you liked it the way I did. But I'll be honest. At times when I was watching Black Bear. I really had no idea of that. There are a lot of times when I was watching Black Bear that I was like, I don't know if I like this movie. I know. I don't know if I like this at all. But I liked it the whole time, but I was annoyed by certain parts. I wasn't annoyed. I was just like. But then I realized I was being purposely annoyed by certain parts, and that made it better. That's what I mean. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were just parts I'm like, I don't know. I don't like this. I don't know. This, this, I don't know if I'd say annoying. I just got frustrated. I felt, okay, here's the word that kept coming to me. I felt it was tedious. Okay, so if a movie elicits an emotion, mm-hmm. no, I it's agree. good. No, because I think movies should either be A pluses or F minuses. Stowaway did not elicit a lot of emotion oh, I agree. from me. No, I agree. It was it was middle of the road. It raised a good, interesting question about what you would do. It, absolutely, it was an I ethical question movie, but it didn't elicit like a, a, oh, I'm annoyed by this, or I'm frustrated by this, or I. I am empathizing for this character who's stumbling around drunk, or I'm 
frustrated that this woman is so uppity. Frustration and tedium were my two words when I was watching it. But then I realized frustration and, and tedium were, I felt, part of the <laughs> purpose purpose of the film to get you to see what was happening. I, I agree. I, I agree. I did not think we were going to agree not on to go by Not to give away the whole ending. But, like, it, it almost replays, like, history repeats itself. It's like replaying this thing over and over. Like, there's this battle, the thing, you know, fights happen, da, da, da. And then it, like, replays and resets. And I'm like, we keep seeing the same story. Are we in these, like, weird parallel universes where no matter what you do, you still come in, end up at the same result, right? Mm -hmm. That these are three individuals that are doomed no matter what role they play. They're doomed to oh, end with the same thought. scenario. That's a good that thought. was my other thing. I'm like, are come we on. all doomed to end up in the same scenario in our lives? And in some ways, I think the film says that. It does. Hmm? That is a good thought. I did not think about yeah, that. That's what I ended with, and I'm like, that's why my, I think this might be one of my favorite movies. So like I said, right now, I'm leaning towards the favorite movies I've seen recently. I mean, Sound of Metal's no brainer, but we saw that in December. Oh, it's for sure. Possessor, and Black Bear. Black Bear. That's why I thought it, let's come around to the beginning. This is why I thought it would have been a good Saturday night movie. I still felt it was a better, like. I love the spontaneity of our Monday night movie. Not that we never watch a Monday on Monday night, but I am but typically not up for a movie because I'm going to fall On a fall weekday asleep. work week, which would you rather be wrestling with? The ethical dilemmas of space stowaways and, and the value of human life? Or what's a situation which you'll, let's be honest, probably never be in. Or not the space travel, just like, do we have to figure out which one of us has to die? Right. Or. Hopefully not. Or <laughs> black bears, just the tangles and dangers of relationships, whether it be personal or professional or just acquaintance. And the the tactics of manipulation. We and are all that we part of all, that at some point that in we our lives. Are, that we deal with on a daily basis. To, on a Monday night, to have that be the thought to carry with you in the week? You like that? I mean, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think as, as the two gentlemen, oh Lord. as we interrupted their discussion about installing dartboards in their garages... <laughs> Asked us if we would recommend, if we would recommend, which I hope they do install dartboards in their garages, if we would recommend Black Bear. Black Bear. We Absolutely, 100%. Yes, of course. Rent of it. Course. It's weird. We said, it. we go, it's weird. Watch it. But it I will, definitely think you should watch um, it. It's not your typical film. It's definitely different. Love the transitions. Love. I love a lot of things about it. The Ooh. actors, actresses, everything. All right, so it's a it's a it's a work night. We got to get to home, get to bed. <laughs> our our drinks are nearly done. Are we gonna cheers as we do at the end? And uh, cheers. We don't. Uh, well, we know what our next movie is gonna be. I think. What is it? I think we're gonna watch the quirky comedy about immigrants in yes. Scotland. Yes. Yes. Called Limbo. Limbo. Yes. Because it's playing at the local theater. Tampa Theater. And we're going to watch it. It feels a little bit like a Wes Anderson film. Yes. But um, we're excited to see Limbo. Check out the trailer. Get ready for it. Because that will definitely be our next night before. Next podcast. Yeah. This was fun. 
right. We're going to have to do Tuesday I'm nights always, more often. I'm always, always surprised by your opinion. Hey, as yours as well. I lay in bed next to you all night, <laughs> and I do not know your opinion on this. <laughs> Black Bear's a great movie. I love awesome. that about you. All right. Well, I love that you like to watch these movies with me and talk about it. All right. Well, let's right. go. The 11 o'clock bus just rode by. On <laughs> Sounded like it. <laughs> so we got to wrap this thing up. So um, thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>